And I think it's around, I want to say three years old that most people get divorced. Like, like divorces are very common around that time. I, I, again, I don't have the exact statistics, but. You're listening to Parenting in Black and White. The podcast where we dissect all the gray areas of parenting from the perspective of black and white parents. This is Candace. And this is Paula. And I'm Eric. This podcast is about children, not for children. And some of the topics might be inappropriate for some. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, everybody. How are we doing today? We are Uh, good. I am great. Awesome. Uh, So today we are going to talk about um, relationships after having kids and, you know, how your marriage or partnership or whatever that might look like um, changes when you bring a child into it. And no, we're not. Stop lying. We're about to talk (laughs) about how I'm going to defend every father and husband. (laughs) It's listening to this podcast or their wives and partners that are listening to this pod right now. That's what we're about to talk about. <laughs> I am going in defense mode. Oh boy. Here we go. Well, this is why it's good that we have Eric on the show because, um, you know, we have the perspective of the dad. Um, yeah, I think this is a, an interesting topic. You know, I, I, I guess I'll, I'll give you sort of my perspective on it. I work with families all the time. And as you guys know, work with sleep and I see all kinds of different dynamics. Um, obviously, we're still very much a culture of gender roles. Um, as much as we try, I think most people are trying to get away from it. Mm-hmm. There's still that underlying, like the women take care of the kids and the men make the money and whatever, right? Um, And so we do see this phenomenon where a lot more women are working and taking care of the kids and taking care of the house kind of thing. Um, But there are more and more men stepping up and saying like, hey, I'm a partner here. I am going to also care for our child and, you know, be a part of this. So it's a complicated dynamic. And I hear all different things from parents. I've, I've worked with some amazing dads. Like I've worked with one of my favorite things when I work with families is when both parents are in on the calls and, you know, implementing changes together and that kind of thing. Um, but I also, what I see mm-hmm. a lot is dads specifically, but partners in general who want to help, who want to be more involved, like say in sleep and that kind of thing. And they just don't know how. And yeah, go for I it. mean, you know, uh, shameless plug here. <laughs> I did just write a guide for that. It's like a partner bedtime guide because of that, because I was seeing that so much. And I was often getting that, that question of like, Hey, I'm nursing my baby to sleep and my husband can't help. How can I get him more involved? And I was like, well, no, your husband can help. Like he can't nurse, but he can help or he can be involved. He can be a part of it. Right. So anyway, so I, I put out that guide for that reason, but my point is to say mm-hmm. that a lot of times men want to be more involved and just don't know where to start because it maybe wasn't modeled to them. 
it's just not the way that their dynamics have been. There isn't a lot of info out there specifically for dads, specifically for them to know how to step up and be a father um, based on our modern standards that are different from what it was generations ago, right? So yeah, and of course, Eric is trying to fill that gap a little bit, trying to... Yeah. <laughs> what are your thoughts I was, there? I was for a little while. Uh, yeah. I still am. I still am. Just in a different a different capacity right now. Um, mm-hmm. But I also heard some of the same things about like how dads don't get it, dads don't do this, and dads don't do that. And then at first I was like, getting pissed right because i'm like mm-hmm. bullshit i do everything like what are you talking about right um and i know there's other dads that do a lot i remember um aston kutcher had a whole campaign about putting changing stations in men's bathrooms yeah because dads mm-hmm. were changing their babies too um, why the hell aren't there changing stations in the bathroom right um i've always been like the the hands-on in there in the trenches guy um, right. but I do also recognize that there are some mm-hmm. there are some dads out there that are not yeah and it's unfortunate and it's also very frustrating um, because it seems like some of us just won't let go of that whole the way it was before and back in my day type of stuff um, my dad did this so this is what I'm gonna do and I mean, I think another thing that I see is it's not even just like uh, the before in terms of like the way things used to be. I I, I mean, just like in before in our relationship, I think a lot of people have trouble moving past because having a kid, especially if it's the first Mm -hmm. one, um, just totally rocks your world. And that's kind of I mean, how can it not? Right. And I think that um, because the relational dynamics can change so much. it's it's something that really I mean it, it's it's hard for everyone to adjust right um, and I think that especially if a family you know chooses yeah. or is able to like you know breastfeed chest feed their child um, it can feel especially isolating I think for the partner um, because again I mean I know we're, we we've talked about this before but yeah. like um, you know we as um you know the people who are breastfeeding or chest feeding like you're not even able to see uh any examples of this or many growing up because we just that's not how our society is it's like keep it behind closed doors um i love that it's kind of changing now but especially for you know men or partners like we don't really see like how is it that they you know what is their role um and being able to help so i think that is another like huge piece of it because they're like if I can't make milk what can I do um but you know we're gonna unpack that more today yeah but that's I think that's more I think that's along the lines of like and you're right it's like um people's relationships advance and they get into a different place and now they're before you know you look up and you got a family uh that you didn't that you didn't think you didn't even know you were in that in that space yet but that takes communication like if i see myself with my girlfriend and we're chilling and and doing more things 
and our relationship is getting, you know, bigger, deeper, stronger, whatever, I would hope that we're having conversations about what our next step looks like. You would what hope. we want equally our next steps to look like. Um, what if this happens or right. what if that happens? Not, I just wake up by accident and I got a fucking kid to take care of now and a whole like house, apartment and we're married and blah, we didn't have, we didn't talk about none of this shit. And now we don't agree on anything. Like you, you have to communicate that stuff. It yeah. doesn't happen and don't let it happen by accident. Um, it should be something that you talk about. I totally agree. And I think the, the issue or a big part of it, and this is the issue that I, I mean, I talk about all the time and why I think people struggle in general mm-hmm. in parenting is that we don't have realistic expectations. Like there isn't, if you look at media, right? Like you look at TV shows, movies, whatever, there's not a lot of realistic um portrayals of young families babies who cry all night babies who wake up through the night babies who have colic babies who have this right you don't see the reality and so I always kind of say and it sounds a little bit callous but I often think like people want a cute accessory like they want the cute family photo they can share Mm -hmm. on Instagram and say look at my kids look how cute they are look at us matching they don't know that they're getting a human with it like they almost don't have that expectation of like, Hey, there's this human being who has a lot of freaking needs, you know? And so I think that's a big part of the problem is we don't normalize the reality of what it's like to have kids. And so of course you go into this relationship, you're like, well, I love you. You're, you're cool. I like you. We're going to make a cute kid together. Let's do that. And then we have this kid and like, Oh, wait, there's needs and oh hold on a second we're both struggling I and mean, we're both burnt out and our society doesn't support mm-hmm. us and you and know you're a piece of shit and I don't really like you I well and I, I mean did, but I don't. that's that's what happens right because it does like if especially if you didn't know right. what their parenting style would be like and then it turns out that yeah like you said they are a piece of shit yeah, um, people don't want to have those conversations mm-hmm. about like how are you parented and how was I parented um but it, it take I mean you have to man you have to like be like well what did your parents do when this happened or what did your parents right. do when that happened because that's gonna determine what you do it when is. it happens but you know what that what idea that love conquers do. all is such bullshit don't <laughs> <laughs> it, I mean it it can in some instances but that shit don't pay no bills it don't Absolutely. buy no couches the um, thing is, though, and it takes I, one, I, exactly. I totally agree with work. you guys. I think that it needs to be talked about more, like having these frank conversations before ch- children are even, um, you know, part of the equation. Um, but the thing is, like, even if you have those conversations, like, I think it's sometimes hard because, it, I mean, it can be a great indicator, right? Like, you can really weed out the red flags, um, you know, talking about that stuff. And, you know, how, how would you move through that in, in, um, yeah. you know, as a parent? And I think one, we should be talking about kind of that side of things, because I think we talk about, um, like some people are comfortable talking about like the shit from their past. Um, but you don't like, it doesn't register how it might affect you. Like no one takes that step further and think like, well, how might that impact my parenting? But then like, but then there's also the reality of like what that actually happens. Right. Right. Um, when you have a kid that's like pushing these, um, you know, buttons, if you will, that are, you know, direct heartstrings to your past of like little you that didn't have your needs met. Um, 
and it can it can bring up ugly in people, right? Um, I know I can speak to my from from my own personal experience. Um, oh yeah, and I'm someone that you know I've done a lot of you know researching on it and um, like literally worked in public health talking about like adverse childhood experiences and stuff. And I've gone to therapy for years for my own my own um, shit. And then you have a kid and just like, I, th I think that sometimes you just like totally rocked and like, as much as you think that you can be prepared, you're not. So, um, because people don't really talk about that. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think that's the part that it's like a disconnect. No. Like we also aren't like, no one's having these honest conversations. No. They're just like, oh, parenting sucks because kids suck. Like that's the message you hear. Like, oh, kids, they're a little asshole, but it's not like, yeah, like, toddlers are assholes, which I mean, yeah, not yeah. Like it, it, they are, <laughs> you know? but yeah, yeah so. it's not really helping <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah. yeah, totally, totally. And then, it, it, you know, and there, it, there is going to be a disconnect. And I, I don't know what I, I don't know the exact statistic, but I know that after marriage, after mm -hmm. kids is when marriages really struggle. And yeah. I think it's around, I want to say three it's years old hard. that most people get divorced. Like, like divorces yeah. are very common around that time. I, I, again, I don't have the exact statistics, but you know, that's what people say. Like that's when yeah. divorces happen because you realize, Hey, this isn't working anymore. And either you get through it or you don't like, I found the first year was the hardest. Yeah. Um, and what I found for most people that I've talked mm -hmm. to is like, it starts to get easier after just because you kind of start to find your groove. You're sort of out of that haze of the first year, which is a hot mess. Um, and, and it can make you stronger as a relationship or it can break you, right? Like it can all just that shit is yeah, AKA though, for, I mean, we had enough fights, but you work through it, obviously. And that's, I mean, <laughs> but that's a part of relationships, but too, that's though. it, like, right? You know, I, that's another thing yeah. I said, like just yeah. totally going back down to like stripped it before it kids is that that's another thing that like we're painted this picture that marriage and you know monogamous relationships are like supposed to be the certain way and you're not supposed to fight and that means you're like in an unhealthy like relationship where I right. think that's total fucking bullshit like of course you're gonna fight like that's a normal part of being a fucking human like everybody of gets course, mad yeah. and if you're not getting mad then like, I'm nervous you're gonna like come shoot me or something yeah. one day because you're gonna yeah, like shit. just snap because like who who, who doesn't get mad <laughs> but like we don't teach people how to work through emotions yeah. because as kids we are not allowed to have emotions yeah. <sighs> like this is like our whole thing right <laughs> whole circle exactly it is a whole circle that's exactly it and I think it, it's, yeah, it's, but, but I think we're also not even always aware of ourselves, right? Like our own, like you said, we're not aware of our own emotions. If I'm not even right. aware of my own triggers and my own emotions, how the heck am I going to explain that to somebody else so that he can, you know, like, for example, I'm just thinking of like one, one example here. I have realized more as I've gotten older that I have a lot of sensory sort of sensitivities, right? I, I, t sound, touch, like, too much I get overwhelmed and having a kid mm -hmm. is the most sensory overwhelming thing in the world when you have a toddler they're always climbing on you they're always talking to you and it makes me like so overwhelmed right and so like I and it's always like I'll be like super annoyed at my kid I'm like huffing and puffing walking around the house I'm like touched out 
and my husband will come up and like try to touch my ass and I'm just like ah. get <laughs> the fuck off me <laughs> like do not touch me <laughs> like and it's funny because I, I I did like a thing on Instagram and so many moms said the same thing like all the dads do the same thing right and or like he'll try to even like just hug me like he tries to hug me and I it's funny because I think he tries to do it in like a way of like just chill man like it's okay take a deep breath but it fucking makes me like rage this is what she says to me every time every time I do it that, makes me like, rage yeah, he's like that. every time you touch me it makes my skin crawl yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I get how that might be hard for you guys because for him like touches his love language and so he's like wow my wife thinks I'm a piece of shit doesn't even want to touch me and it's yeah. like it's not that I don't want to touch you it's just that when I'm overwhelmed in this moment, I need you to get the fuck off me. Right. But that's hard. How do you like, if you aren't aware of that, like say, if I wasn't aware that I have sensory sensitivities, I wasn't aware that my child is triggering me, then I couldn't explain that to him. Then it's super easy. And then if he wasn't working on his own shit and not trying to take it personally, then it could be super easy to get into a big fight. And then it'd be like, you don't love me anymore. Mm -hmm like you know it can escalate right something that i realized um recent recently i've re i've figured it out um is like you're touched out all day right so yeah. if there comes a time where i do get to touch you i'm not doing those things <laughs> i'm not doing the things that our kid does to you on a constant basis even though I say all the time, that's how she got here, <laughs> but I'm yeah. not doing those things anymore because I know, okay, that's enough of that stuff. So yeah. let's do something else. Um, and I, I don't know, man, it just seems like it's a part of growing together and communicating and understanding, uh, each other's needs, likes, and dislikes. Yeah. And, and then another thing that comes to mind with that is, you know, I think another part of our culture that gets sold mm -hmm. to us mm -hmm. is that you need to have sex Say. a certain amount of times a week or a day or whatever what? to have a healthy relationship a day. Have you seen this <laughs> know, right? commercial or like some kind of video I saw to where it was, it said, it said men need to have sex four Ooh. times or five <laughs> times a week minimum to avoid prostate <laughs> cancer. And okay, the, lady, does that count the lady was like, she was like, huh, we better start making some plans now. We need to start looking up on colleges and getting a team together today because because we're not going we're what? not going to make that. Uh, we're going to have God, some problems. Is... So we need to start getting some plans together. What a like, scare I, tactic. I don't, know, man. I don't think I don't know if that's true or not. I do know that that's so I do dumb. know that you have to, like, let that stuff go. Listen, um, I'm going to tell all capacity, the men or people have who have that equipment yeah. down there right now, you are more likely to die. Oh You're more likely to die with oh prostate cancer than gonna be good. prostate cancer. So yeah, you're, uh, you're going to be okay. I promise. Listen to the public health lady. Uh, <laughs> back in the day, they told you you were going to what lose your hands or something. Uh, I can't remember what the thing was it is but yeah and I mean look the, what my point is to say all that is that things change and intimacy doesn't have to mean one thing right and I think what is more intimate than parenting with someone than raising a human together than seeing 
a human come out of someone's body, <laughs> which my husband's still traumatized by. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like he's right. seen a baby come out of it. He's seen me try to breastfeed. Right. He's seen me like bleed from my nipples because I was struggling to breastfeed. Like that yeah, is no. also intimacy. It's, there's it's no more total- limit. Yeah, there's, no there's more just limit. like you're there's just nothing left. There's no quite. There's like literally no shame anymore. Like it, it just nothing matters. Like you remember when? Remember when you started dating and you like wouldn't even fart in front of each other? Like <laughs> <laughs> that's like way gone. <laughs> so you know it, but I, but I think it's, and it's not to say that it won't ever come back, but especially in those first months in that first year. And especially, and I've seen this, I've talked to so many women who've said the same thing if they're breastfeeding. When you're breastfeeding, and it is, I think, Mm -hmm. a natural mechanism, you have no drive. Like, you just don't. And right, I mean, it makes sense, right? right? Your body's saying, hey, I got a kid already. I don't need to get pregnant again. Yeah. Right. You know, I got this kid to take care of. And that's, that's not to say it's not hard for your partner, but you have to also understand what they're going through. Like, you right. know, and, and do you want them to minutes. pretend to want you? Like, and, and it's going to, that. that's minutes. a really important note. Yeah. I think that's that a lot I of need. people Just give me five um, <laughs> don't realize it's like literally until you're completely weaned too. Um, because the hormones involved with milk making, um, like yeah. literally are involved yeah. with Makes a your drive and like lubrication and everything mm. like that. It's, it's, yeah i find it at least until you get your period back like that's that's, when that's a part of the that's a part of the dad thing too because while you guys are going through that stuff yeah we're still being humans and we still have our needs Um, for sure we're still husbands and want to be husbands and how we got to this point where we're at now we still (coughs) want to do those things for sure um Mm -hmm. but it takes like that i mean it takes communication man to say like, hey, I can't, these are the things that I can't provide for you right now. So we're going to have to figure something else out or you're going to sure. have to figure something else out. Um, you're just going to have to talk about those things and be open and honest and say, hey, I can do this, but I can't do that. I can do this, but I I, I won't do that. Yeah, um, totally. And you just have to give me time. And the, the arguments and the fight come because we're not yeah. communicating about the time that I need like there's this thing about six weeks yeah <laughs> yeah right checkup. yeah right sex after six weeks man I, I, you're barely stopped bleeding at six weeks <laughs> yeah I I know that that's not gonna happen um and I'm not gonna force that issue like I'm your husband you're supposed to do, like I'm not doing and that. sometimes it does and like look I've so I've done this a couple of times now where I've done polls on on my page about like when you got your drive back and a lot of women will say you know there's been a not a lot a a handful will say like I was ready to go at six weeks like I couldn't wait and then most will be like took a few months a lot especially again breastfeeding ones will say like a year two years like it takes a long time right and so yeah, it, it's different. But and yeah, I'm it's... guaranteeing you probably those women that said right away, they already had a high sex drive before they had kids. Probably. Yeah, for sure. The ones that said sure. medium probably already had. So you already had like if you're just regular about, you know, mm-hmm. you guys have regular 
whatever regular <laughs> sex is. I don't, I don't know what that means, but whatever regular like intervals, whenever you feel like it, just whatever, yeah. it's, that's probably how it's going to be. Um, and, but if not, if you have like a high sex drive partner, it's probably going to be, Hey, let's wait six weeks or mm, I'll just tell him it was an accident when I get there. at my <laughs> appointment. I had a mentor who actually did that. And he said, he went with his wife and his baby to the baby's checkup and his wife was pregnant again. And all the nurses were just like looking at him, shaking his head and shaking their head and like giving him the evil eye and all. And they were like, Oh, can you come on in here? But she had a he didn't force her. She was there. It's because there are some (laughs) what the heck that's wild that you could a bit much about it. And I think that unfortunately that's they see a lot of that. That they, people feel pressured. Yeah, and like I know, like I yeah, know true. They I have, have to be careful. Like they have to I've ask those questions, right? I, yeah, I work at the hospital too, and like people um have just seen. You see, kind of like sometimes the worst, the worst. So I think that's what kind of gets stuck in your head. I mean, how how can you not be like kind of biased to that? Yeah. Um, but that sucks when it's like not the case. You know what I mean? It's like no, it's yeah, uh, fair. You came on to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, you know, the other thing with that is like, I guess, you know, if anybody, obviously everyone who's probably listening to this is already a parent, but if you can listen to this before, (laughs) choose a partner that you like. Like, I think that's so like, you know, again, because of the culture we live in, where it's all about looks and how people, you know, you, you choose, you can't just choose a partner based on Mm -hmm. who you're sexually attracted to. Like you need to like each other. Because guess what? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, that is, there's more to a relationship than that, right? Um, and things are going to change and you're going to grow. And, you know, if I can't stand the sight of you, if I can't like sit next to you and watch TV with you, or, you know, if you can't support me through like my breastfeeding, right. like it, it's just not going to work. <laughs> like it's so dumb. It, you know what I think about? This is stuck in my mind. Remember back in the day, Kim Kardashian married that basketball player can't remember his name Chris Chris Humphreys was that his name and it was like it was and listen I always say this I've never watched the Kardashians but I know way too much about them because it's stupid news and she was married for like 72 days or something and it was like this big thing like oh she got a divorce and I remember like reading an article about it and it said like the reason they got divorced and like it didn't work out is because they didn't agree on where they wanted to live like they were in different states, I guess. And I'm just like, you didn't talk about that before. Like no one thought to like, think like, Hey, where are we going to live? And like, do we want to have kids? I think that was the other thing. Maybe he didn't want kids and she wanted kids. I don't know. It was something stupid. And it's just like, bro, you guys didn't even talk to each other before you got married. Like people think that once you get married, you can change someone. I see it time and time again. I see it a lot. Like, okay, once once we're married, like Whoa. I'll be able to convince them. Or I'll be able to convince her. It is terrible, but I've seen it a lot. That's terrible. Yeah. That I think that should be like uh-huh. minimum is talk about whether or not you want kids. Right. And how many kids. And that might change because we all can change our minds about how many kids we want, but have an idea. That's because if you want a yeah, family of like 10 match. kids. And I right. want I one. Mean, 
and you're right. And it's okay if things <laughs> like it's are not gonna like work a conversation. Out, like, right? So I'll just say our example is like my husband and I were both kind of in the, I don't really want kids category. And, um, you know, for me, it was just like, I just, all the things that I've like studied and know and my own, my own childhood shit that I was just like, I don't really know that I should have kids. Um, and you know, things came up, um, and we kind of revisited the conversation and we were like, you know, if we were going to have kids, like we never thought we wanted kids, but now that like we're together and like, we see how our relationship is. Like, I think that we can, you know, if that's something that we wanted to do, I think we could, we could navigate that responsibility. Um, and that was different than like, I wasn't like, come on, like, Mm -hmm. let's have a kid. Let's have a kid. Let's have a kid. Like when, like, I knew that we had made an agreement, like, and I had like this deep, like desire to have a kid, like, um, cause I think some people do that. It's like, they, they just say what they think the other person wants to hear. And then they try to convince them later. Like that wasn't what happened. Um, so that's kind of why I think it's, it's been like, for sure. Okay. For us. Right. Um, I'm not saying it's not fucking hard raising a kid. I'm just saying like, what that's like the child, like having a kid conversation wasn't even, um, you know, like a fight or whatever. Right. Because no one had to be coerced into the decision. Yeah. No. And if that's the case, right. like that is, you know, then you need to figure out whether you want to stay in that relationship. And that sucks if that has to happen. But like, I don't think, I don't think anyone should mm-hmm. ever have to give up what they want in terms of family planning. Um, if, if you truly, like, if you have always wanted kids and you have right. a partner who doesn't, that's, then, that's all, you know what I mean? You know, like, that has to happen. Like, that that happen. like I don't know. Thing. I just think agree on some like fundamentally exactly. like things that are like you know things that are like really important to you like it's not going to stop at that yeah listen if you are a male if you are a man listen a, a person who identifies yourself as a male or father dad whatever you need you need to look at the whole of your relationship not the sex of your relationship (laughs) a lot of dudes a lot of dads will determine Mm -hmm. their life based on the sex that they're having Mm -hmm. and you need to uncloud your unfog your mind for a second and be (laughs) like is this person think with think with the brain that's on your head well (laughs) here we go but if but look at that person and say, is this a person that I can, that I want to spend my time with? Is this yeah. a person that has the same values as me? Is this a person that, um, at least if they don't, even if they don't believe in the things that I believe in or like the mm-hmm. things that I like, are they willing mm-hmm. to put up with those yeah. things because they love me? Mm-hmm. Are they willing to like mm-hmm. a little bit of the, or deal with some of those things because they love me? And I'm, am I willing to do the same? Mm-hmm. Am I, are there some things that I can let go of? Because it's going to come a time where I'm not going to get to do some shit. So right. I have to be okay with that and say, well, you know what? It sucks right now. And I, I really don't like that, but fuck it. I'm cool. Like you have yeah. to think about all of those things. Um, and and make sure that it's something you're thinking about, not just, damn man, we had it was good last night, man. We about to get married <laughs> tomorrow. Yeah, 
it just doesn't yeah it never it never works out well but then the other thing is yeah even if you have a good relationships to start with and and you do want to parent together and whatever it's still going to be hard like it's just is because it's like Candace said you can't even prepare even if even if we had more realistic expectations which I do think we should have and we had more normalizing of what it's actually like right you still can never prepare for what it's actually going to be like um and it's still going to be disconnect and it's still going to be things that come up that you're like that throw you for a loop right um let alone just making parenting decisions like I see every day do we want to sleep train our kid (laughs) I thank goodness my husband is pretty like he'll kind of listen to me when it comes to that stuff but I've I've heard I've talked to so many moms that are like my husband says if I don't sleep train he won't help with sleep at all and I'm and it like triggers me I'm like I uh, like dump that guy <laughs> my thought right in my brain but obviously they I, I don't know their relationship right but that's hard how do you deal with that like so that's where I want to I want to <gasps> uh, kind of pivot a little bit and talk about um talk about the thing that I, I I heard a lot and hear a lot about is uh the parental load and most of it being yeah. on the mom most yeah. of it like doing bedtime, worrying about this or thinking about that. Um, Do you guys have that kind of thing where it's like you do most of the work and you're and you're aggravated or frustrated that your partner doesn't help? Right. Yeah. Sorry, say that again. (laughs) I'm like that. I was like, uh, I got crickets. Yeah. Yeah. So do you have that feeling where like, you know, you worry about everything. Everything is on you. You do everything for, you know, your household oh. and your kid. And you feel like you get yeah. uh, minimal or no help. Not anymore as much. Yeah, sorry. I do, to an extent, there are some things about it that we're still working through. <laughs> uh, but for the most part, it's better than it used to be. Um I think what's helped a ton in our mm-hmm. case is like, as soon as the pandemic hit, my husband started working from home um, and he stayed working from home and I work from home now. And so at first that was hard, <laughs> by the way, like having both of us at home, like I was home with my nine month old at the time. And then <laughs> my husband started staying home from, and I was like, holy shit, you're here all day. <laughs> like I'm going to kill you. <laughs> and I think a lot of people found that during the pandemic, right? And then you sort of learn how to work mm-hmm. through it. But I think that also helped him to see like, oh, this is what goes on at home, right? Like it helped with that. And, you know, mm-hmm. so, and also he wasn't spending two hours commuting because that was a waste of time. So, you know, that's helped. But I, you know, one thing I was talking about the other day on my account was like, mm-hmm. one thing I passed on to him was cooking. I used to cook for us. Um, and he would then at one point he we started where like he would cook like a couple times a week like he would make dinner but then it was still on me to like figure out what is for dinner like get the groceries plan and for me that is really hard like some people I have no idea they make it look so easy for me I don't know if it's my ADHD I have trauma when it comes to food like there's just a lot there I hate everything about it. I hate having to think about cooking. I hate having to think about grocery shopping, like all of it. Right. So finally I I was able to explain to him, like, I cannot do the mental load of it. It's not just the cooking. It's not just the action. It's 
the load. And so he has taken it over and now he does all the shopping. He does all the planning. He does most of the, like I'll still Mm -hmm. cook sometimes, obviously, but it's just like, it's his responsibility. And that was like a game changer for us because it's just, I needed that. Like, I was like, I can't do this mentally. So that's one thing I try to help to, to mm-hmm. explain to people, like, see if you can pass on the load of something, not just help me doing this or how come he doesn't know that this needs to be done? Well, is it his responsibility? Then he likely isn't going to know that. Right. But like, if, if it's his responsibility, then he's going to have to take care of it. Right. But also that means you can't right. tell him he's not doing it right. You can't micromanage the way love- he does it. Right. And that's a huge part that comes into play. Listen, we are coming from, uh-huh. we are coming from <laughs> us being us together and only worrying about us together, which mostly means that we pretty much take care of ourselves. Like, I'm not asking you when okay. is it time to mm-hmm. take out the trash or when is it time to do, do this or do that? We, we should know by looking, we're adults. We should know by looking mm-hmm or what we feel or what we need to do that, Hey, this is what we're doing. Mm -hmm. But a baby doesn't have that option. Right. You can't magically think that I'm going to go from knowing everything that I just need to do for myself to knowing what's going on. Just, I mean, you can want that. Sure. You can be like, why should I have to tell you? Because I don't fucking know. Like, Mm -hmm. sorry, I just don't. Mm -hmm. I'm worried about, physical things I can see right in front of me. I can see that my baby needs a diaper change. I can see that my baby needs to eat. I can see that my baby's crying and I need to do something. I can't see that shit. We're going to run out of diapers in four days. Shit. Next week we're going to my mom's house. I need to pack our bag for this, or I need to make sure that this happens. Oh, we found out. I don't know that shit. And I don't care. And you also can't have two people thinking about that. Like that's just a waste. Sorry. So who managed a lot of these things before the baby? That's really what it boils down to because Eric, let's be real. Like you would be able to understand like beyond what you could see if you were just living alone. You know what I mean? Like you, you would know. It's just that like oftentimes, yeah, I know absolutely. it's not always the case, but I know like in my case, I know in a lot of people's uh, cases, like I, before we had a baby, I just did all the things like in the house. Like I, for some reason, like cleaning. So I just mm-hmm. kept the house clean. I used to like cooking and stuff. So <laughs> I, and, and I like, used to work at a grocery <clears throat> store. Like, so like going grocery shopping was like, not that like, I, I will just do that. I'll go after work. I don't care. Like I'll cook because I it was something I like to do, um, and I have always been like really like hyper self sufficient. Like I've always been like ruggedly individualistic based <laughs> because of my upbringing. So like I always just did it all, and like you know I've yeah. you know if, if it yeah. comes to like taxes and stuff, I do it because yeah. I was like a math person at work and always had to figure stuff out. So like always had to figure shit out. So I always just did it, and it wasn't a big deal because that load I was able to manage fine before a child um and it's hard so once you have a kid you know thrown in the mix um Mm -hmm. I think sometimes a partner doesn't realize how much the other person had on their shoulders and if you're not communicating it that is like the perfect storm for a huge yep 
right but it's like and, and it's like insane that you well, why should i have to would tell assume, you um, <laughs> not you i mean like me for example like it would be insane for me to assume like someone could pick up years worth of um like all of these tasks and in, in a lot in a lot of cases it's like because of technology and everything now like logins and like all these other things that like i managed um and it's you know it, it is hard I, yeah. I i know i kind of fell into that thought process um because i think it um because as much as like i, I it's valid to be frustrated and it's also valid to understand the other person's point of view and um, kind of help transition tasks over um, without just being like scorned about it, right? Like, yeah. Here's my question. Here's my question. If I took, if I took all of those things from you, I now know the passwords. I now know. Well, and that's the Are other you going to be is, like anxiety for me and worry at first, free? I, of course, like I, I was like raised to do things all on my own. So, and in a, you know, the way I grew up was, you know, it's my way or the highway. If, you know, I would try to help, you know, when I was doing things as a kid and if it wasn't done exactly so, it was wrong. Um, so I had that quality instilled within me where I'm like, well, I'm just going to do it because you're not going to do it right. <laughs> right. So it's, you have to unpack that. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, like I know at first I did have some anxieties with that and I had to let it go. I had to, like, if, you know what I mean? Like if it's not life I mean, or death, like yeah. it doesn't have to be it's done like, the same way. Like there's many different ways to come to the same uh, end point, but it's hard to let it go because I think a lot is. of us, like I said, I mean, it's I used to get in trouble for putting the milk in the wrong matter. spot in the fucking fridge. Like shit like that I like micromanaged like and if it wasn't like I said yeah listen I can remember I I remember times when like when uh my mom would come home and if you spilled she hated Uh hated Kool-Aid or like flavored drinks because they stained the countertop if she came home and you left a drop of something on the counter the entire fucking house was filthy and a disaster Uh, and i'd just be like what are you talking about like it's one one spot but i get now like you you go to work all day you're frustrated blah 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 blah, blah, and you come home and there's it adds up i i i have that trigger too and i think a lot of it does come from my childhood of like i my kids spill something and it just makes me want to rage and like i know he's not doing it on purpose right like it's he's just being a toddler but i'm just like sure he is <laughs> sure he is but, doing it on purpose i sit there and physically watch morgan throw shit but i know she's doing it and she she wants to see what's gonna happen or she wants to see or it's course. fun or whatever i don't I, it doesn't bother me i don't i just let it go because i know regardless whether it's big or small i'm gonna have to clean up a mess so yeah if it's a bigger mess because she threw some stuff i i just don't care yeah, uh, I haven't gone over it yet. She does get triggered a lot. She does get triggered so a lot I. with that. She hates throwing food and she hates. So, and I'm pro- probably sure that that's probably something that won't go away anytime soon. But I just. Well, do you think it has I a little bit to do with. I, I really sorry don't to like give kind of shit. pivot the conversation, yeah. but like who is around your daughter more like during the day? It's you, right, Eric, for the most part? 
it's kind of 50 50 like if she like today my wife's working um but there are because of because of the nature of her job there's a lot of times where she's not uh at work and there might be a lot of times when like she gets a break they're on break for something or another um and then when she yeah. is at work it's only like a few hours a day mm, yeah. but the thing is is she's all she is also a graduate student so she also but her her thing is more because i told her you can't be a graduate student in the house because you're just going to get frustrated you have to go to the office you have to go somewhere separate if you think you want to get schoolwork done because you know for sure you're going to have an attachment to your body that won't allow you yeah. to read write do whatever you need don't to do. i know it <laughs> so you need to find yourself a workspace i don't have that problem i can sit in my <laughs> living room and she can chill and do whatever she wants and i'm doing my work all day i, I don't have that issue um she comes up and checks in every now and again or whatever but I don't have that problem. So she's not out of the house yeah. because she needs to be. She's just yeah, out the only reason why I mentioned that. Be, but I, she's I think still it's like kind of twofold here is that like who is the person around the child, like kind of the most, and like like who has um kind of like read up more on like child normal child development and stuff. And I know that you've been really, really like in in, in you know engrossed in that type of stuff and in your background yeah. in psychology. Um, I know and Paula and I too, like, um, you know, we're really yeah. reading up on this stuff all the time. We're always learning. Um, and I know yeah. like my husband, not so much. So he still gets so triggered. Like, and don't get me wrong. I still get triggered sometimes by mm. the throwing and the messes, but I've been doing like a lot of conscious work to like, like try to remember it's not a big deal you know, don't give as much food if that's going to be something that's going to be like pissing me off. You know, like I try to like manage my own expectations of what my yeah. child should be able to do. Mm -hmm. So anyway, that's the only reason I was curious because I think that I, I've noticed that um, sometimes in like the partner dynamics too, is like, which, which partner is. Yeah. Even when she, mm -hmm. yeah. And even when she's not here, uh, sometimes she's sending me articles. Like, oh, this is what I saw about about this the other day we got into like not a fight but a, like a disagreement she's like I wanted to get this outer box for our um, iPad and it, I wanted to get it because it hooks up inside the car oh. and so when you're riding you can just hang it on the headrest thing and I wanted I got one from the store and it was too big so I returned it then I saw another one that I thought would fit and she's like, we're not getting that. I don't want that. That shit's not crash tested. So in the back of my mind, I went on this tirade about, I bet it is. I'm going to find out. I'm going to look it up. And she's like, no, no, no. And I just let it go. I, I didn't give a fuck. But yeah, she's always like looking at stuff. And she's the, the car seat Nazi. Uh, if you have a wrong car seat in your car or your kid is not in that car seat properly, She's going, if she doesn't tell you, she's going to tell me. Um, so she's constantly like looking up stuff and worried about what the latest trends are and all that stuff. So, so I'll say like, it, definitely in our relationship, it's like my husband is not into Like he'll just listen to what I have to say. He does not look that stuff up. He spends his time looking up like video games and whatever. Um, <clears throat> but 
I actually get more triggered when it comes to messes. So, I, I mean, I think that's a, that's a good, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Theory about it being like who oh, reads sure, into it more. Sure. But I also think it could have just to do with your upbringing and so many other things. I mean, also my, actually his mom was really bad about mm-hmm. cleaning too, but I just, I got nagged a lot growing up. Like nag is my mom's middle name. Um, and I still, that like, that, that's still so deeply ingrained in me. Um, okay. Do you react every time? So I, yeah, I get super trigger triggered by time. messes and stuff, but. But do you, right. So that. In my brain I do, I but yeah, I guess different. not always out loud. Yeah. I, I'm, I try I'm super not fucking to. Like, I, I'm not, <laughs> but not sometimes triggered. I'm sitting there like. It's, it's. but you're not like yelling or reacting every time yeah totally totally um the other thing I wanted to to say about um you know that again back to that whole mental load thing is like 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 Eric was talking about like you you can't know what you don't know um and I want to give an example like for me um I had a one year mat leave um lucky for me because I live in Canada and most people in Canada get between 12 and 18 months and I took that whole mat leave, which by the way, funny enough, I was like, you're not getting any parental leave because you can split it. A lot of people do. And I, so I said to my husband, I'm like, I earned this. I grew this baby. It's mine. <laughs> I just did not want to share. So, which I kind of regret in a way, like, I mean, I really didn't want to go back to work, but I also in a way would have been really nice for him to have that time too. Cause I think that definitely would have helped him figure out his own way. Right. Um, but I was off for 12 months with my child and I was primarily responsible for him because I was the one not, not working. Right. Um, not that he wasn't involved, but like mostly. So who packed the diaper bag to go out for a walk? I did. Who put like the stuff together, who learned what I needed because like, Oh crap. Sometimes you need a wipe when you're out. You Sometimes you need this. You're going to make sure you bring a sweater, right? All of those things. So now you know, there most of the time I still pack the the bag, but like, and he doesn't need any more because he's three. But like, if my husband has tried, there's been a couple times where I'm like, you you didn't pack any underwear, and now we're like sitting here with no underwear, you know. But I can't expect him to know that. Like, how had he, how, mm-hmm. how does he learn that skill unless he's had to do it for himself, right? I can like, guarantee you, yeah. I I can tell you what yeah. his response was. Let's just go get some. Because yeah. I, I guarantee you, yeah. if it I don't have that, the bag, like, oh, I don't well. give a shit. Yeah. Like, if yeah. I, don't have, I don't care. Yeah. Oh, we don't, we don't have diapers in here. Well, let's run to the store. The friggin' CVS or shoppers, wherever you are, is right there. Let's just go get he's, some. That's care. actually more my underwear. response. He's too cheap for that. He's just like, let's go home. Uh, I mean, he would rather not leave. Or that, let's go home. He'd rather not leave the house to, to begin with, right? But, but also there was many times where I, as a, a young new mom, didn't pack enough stuff. And, you know, I went out with my son by myself and found myself in situations yeah. where crap, I don't have clothes. He just threw up all over himself or, oh crap, he, I didn't bring, right. I didn't bring enough diapers. Right. Right. And nobody was there nagging me about it. I learned that on my own, like, oh crap, exactly. now I got to make sure to pack next time. So that's stuff that I learned through trial and error, but I feel like we don't give our partners that same 
understanding. And so I had so many moms reach out to me, say like when I was talking about this on Instagram and, and I, I get their, their pain, right? Like they're like, oh, we're getting ready to go out and I'm doing this and that and I'm running around the house and getting the kids ready and blah, blah, blah. And I tell him to pack the bag and he keeps asking me, where's the diapers? Where's this? And, and he forgot to pack this. And like, now I'm mad because my mental load is bigger than his. I get it. That's super frustrating. But also you have to understand that like where he's coming from, like, of course he doesn't know where the diaper bag is because you probably picked the perfect spot to put the diaper bag in that makes sense for you for every time you leave the house. And did you ask him if he liked that spot? Did you like, did you guys come up with that decision together or was it a decision that you made? Well, that's just the right spot. So why wouldn't he like that? Right. But that's the thing. Like, so again, it's just like, and it's not, by the way, I'm never trying to give a pass to people who don't support their partners. And I'm never trying to say that your mental load isn't a lot because it freaking is. Parenthood is a mental load. It sucks. And if you're the primary caregiver, it's a lot. But I think like when we get stuck Uh on that, like the word that was thrown around a lot, and and this is going to trigger the F out of Eric, is weaponized Uh incompetence. Um, we get stuck on these and words. It becomes a trend, and everybody says it's not helping us move forward. It's not helping their us incompetence, make a right? Change. They're like, "Oh, yep, that's what it is." I hate men, and it's like, you know what? Like, <laughs> you it, know, you have to. There might be. <laughs> Eric. Um, say, just don't <laughs> oh, get oh, mad. Yeah. Don't get that's mad what, when you forget you know, some shit, and I point. Oh it yeah. Out. Oh yeah. I'm going to point and, it out. And I think oh. that's the thing, right? Like we're trying to like, oh, yeah, you will. I've been there. <laughs> where it's like, I, we need to see the gray in between, right? Because you know what? Sure. I'm sure there are some partners who literally do shit on purpose because they just don't want to do it. And that's like a whole other issue. And you probably just shouldn't be with that partner. You know what I mean? Like that's a big old red yeah. flag and that's not okay, but that's not the norm. It's a lot of it. Yeah. It's just like what Paula, just like what Eric was just right. talking about. Like you no. need to give people the opportunity and how, how did we learn shit? Like besides, you know, maybe researching for like way too long when you're pregnant, like on all this stupid shit, like, you know, that you're, you know, only matters for like a 10th, not even like much of your day every day. Um, so like, you might have like a little bit of extra like knowledge on something, but otherwise you're learning from trial and error, like, because you fuck up and then you're like, okay, this is what I need to adjust next time. Like the puke example is perfect. Like, you know, I was in the car, my kid, yeah, I realized yeah. once he hit a certain age, he became really car sick. And, you know, how did I find that out? Like, did I have a whole puke kit in the car before, like anticipating every freaking scenario that could possibly happen? No, he puked. He had gone <laughs> no. all fucking over himself. Thank- I had to pull over the side of the highway. Yeah. Well, I mean, thankfully we had- You were stuck clothes without like clothes. <laughs> in my lived experience, I had been out before and he shit himself, and, you know, and I didn't have clothes, you know, like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, <laughs> right so it's like but like you okay. don't learn things until I was like so you learn well, that another way. <laughs> baby wipes like could kind of clean up enough but like this ain't enough for puke you know like we need we need, like Lysol wipes like I read up on things online like okay we got puke bags now like yeah. look at all these things that you can have but like you know I didn't just know that until it happened and you know we had to deal with it oh honey what happened here yeah 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 and so that's my thing. It's like this whole weaponized incompetence is, is it incompetence or is it different expectations? Yeah, right. Exactly. Is it, if we're like, you know, like the big was one is like, oh, he's not cleaning the way that I want him to clean, but is it 
because that's the right way or is it because you just have a different way like <laughs> you know it's just like it, it frustrates me because again and, and not to say that some men don't do that like there are guys who are just like useless or not useless pretend to be useless and whatever but again like that yeah. even if even if that's the case that and okay we label it that then what like okay. how are we moving forward like he's not going to be like oh right you caught me I was weaponizing my incompetence let me not do that anymore like no guy is gonna say that (laughs) no just if if you are out there and you're doing that first of all you're a piece of shit and you need to get it together (laughs) um it takes just like it took two of you to create a family it takes two of you to take care of it and um if you're a dad you can't help in your house you can't there's no such thing as you're helping you're not helping shit you're doing what you're supposed to do within your household. You're help. You're working to to make the household that you created run properly and smoothly. You're not helping by doing anything just because you did the dishes today. That's not a fucking help. That's you doing oh. what you're supposed to do. Um, I helped my wife. But if you're if you're like a dude that a dad that uh, doesn't know how to change a diaper, you're wrong. Um, if yeah, you're a dad that doesn't know how much uh, formula goes in your kid's bottle, you're wrong. Um, If there's something about your baby that you don't know, you're fucking wrong. Um, A lot of the times I'm the one that'll, I can come from another room and be like, oh, you shit your pants. And she'll just be sitting there with her and she'll be like, oh, I didn't, I didn't smell. How did you smell? Like there's some things that I can Mm -hmm. do that she can't do. There's some things that I'm great at that she sucks at. There's some things that she's amazing at that I couldn't fucking hold a candle to. Yeah. Just know what those things and your strengths are and work with it. Hey, tantrum time. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think we're, we'll have to wrap this up. Yeah. I know. uh, I will say after I talked about the puking incident, my child had to do Um, a reenactment uh, here. He filled up his mouth with water, came up to my feet and went like that. That's why I had a moment of what the fuck? Oh my face over here on the, oh my on the video. You guys were like, what is going on? Yeah. Kids are great. <laughs> oh my God. That's so funny. I say Kids every time don't say don't do something because that's exactly what she's going to do. Uh-huh. Because she either thinks you think it's funny or she remembers it or something. Oh yeah. Don't say don't do that. Because well, that's what she oh, that's what I'm about to do. Exactly yep. fucking that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I guess uh I know it's usually your job, Eric, but uh final thoughts, everybody. Eric? Yeah, I think um I think uh you you guys need to give uh dads a little more credit for the things that they do get accomplished and the things that and the, the milestones or whatever that they do make um so that they're more encouraged uh to keep pushing forward instead of discouraged like well she hates the way i do everything so i'm not gonna do anything um you need to have conversations with the people that you're with and your partners um to make sure that both of you are in sync with what it is that you're doing and what it is that your mm-hmm. your plans are yeah. uh, for your family mm-hmm. and just talk man keep talking um that's 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 what that's i have awesome. to say keep talking just i have keep my talking to talk every day. wrap up talk. like that 
Um, I guess my final words of wisdom would be um, don't be (laughs) discouraged. Um, I think, I mean, again, it's like, just like Eric said, it's the communication. You got to keep open minds of communication. Uh, Don't be afraid to ask for outside help. Um, you know, whether it be paid help or, um, friends, family, or, you know, therapy, whatever you got to do to try to try to Uh, I have no idea. He wanted me to pick him up. What'd she say? Oh my God. That's so cute. Um, Anyway. Oh, that was him. I thought that was uh, Morgan. uh, Sorry. I can't even think now because of that whole situation. Um, Um, How about we just delete my whole last thoughts because I can't even think straight. Um, Yeah. I mean, I just think, you know, there's always ways to work. I'll, I'll, I'll take it over. There's always ways to work through yeah. it and um you know there's ways you can make changes okay. and okay I'll go you know <laughs> that's all I got <laughs> yeah yeah um I wanted to say uh one resource that I like um I don't know if you guys have other resources I've been really enjoying um the love thinks podcast um and uh, Dr. Morgan Cutlip she's on Instagram definitely check her out. She talks a lot about the mental load and all that kind of things. And she's, she talks about couples and relationship dynamics after kids. And again, has that very, like, I like her approach where it's not, let's just blame the men for, (laughs) you know, whatever. It's like, let's work together and figure out a solution together and communicate. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, uh, Laura Froyan, PhD, uh, is a really great account. She also talks a lot about that. She um, she was kind enough to um, teach me about her conscious communication framework. And that's also something that I added to my partner guide because I think it's so important to start with like learning how to communicate. Um, so yeah, so those are two really good resources that I, I would uh, encourage you guys to check out. Um, and Paula that's also has kind a of great my final thoughts and just, you know um you guys should it, it yeah it's really nice it's for <laughs> yeah. helping with bedtime there's a really nice a really hint, nice hint. forward in that in that partner guide you should check it out yeah yeah someone someone wrote a forward for me some dude named eric oh we can't hear you eric you muted yourself. It's super dope. Uh, the forward in that in that book in that partner guide is amazing. Go it's and worth get it. it and read it. It's it's worth, worth the money. It. Like just buy it, just buy it for the forward. That's all. Um, no, but actually, like if you are struggling, like if your partner is struggling to sort of be involved in bedtime, you you know, especially like the most common one is like I'm breastfeeding, and so my partner can't put my baby to sleep. Well, they can. They just got to figure out their own way. But if you need some support that's what that's there for so um yeah and uh that's kind of my final words Mm -hmm. and just I know just sending lots of love to people and understanding and it's just it's hard I think even if you have the best relationship in the world and the easiest kid in the world and all the money in the world it's gonna be hard like it's just yeah it's just this so if it feels hard it's not because you're doing it wrong yeah. Awesome. I love talking about this. Oh, and last thing, 
Well, we talked about this before. We, if you guys want to send us a message on Anchor, you can do that. Um, and we still want to do some episodes where we answer your questions. So if you, if this triggered a conversation between you and your partner, send us your questions because we'd love mm-hmm. to answer it from our perspectives of a dad and two moms. Um, so if you have partner and relationship questions, like we're down. We're not marriage and family therapists. Just I so am you not. Know. And if I give <laughs> oh, you any geez. advice, you probably want to do the opposite. Just so you know. <laughs> so yeah that's one last thing but yeah thank you everybody for listening thanks guys see you next time have a good week thanks for listening to us this week on parenting in black and white be sure to check out the links in the description to connect with your favorite hosts oh and candace and parlors are there too Make sure to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode and if you really like us do us a favor and give us a review Visit our anchor page also in the description to leave a voice message. We'd love to hear from you. Don't forget to tune in next week. Until then, keep being that dope ass parent that you are.